0: Hey there, it's Tanya Stokes. Welcome to the podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. So we are covering a series. Are you running a business or are you just doing hair? So this is the second, um, what do I call it? This is the second episode of the series. And um, so far, so good. I've gotten pretty good feedback. I want to thank you for um, reaching out. I really appreciate that. I want you to listen to it, however. I want you to listen to episode two and let me know what you think. I thought this was going to be a three-part series, but as I was editing uh, this podcast, I was like, oh my goodness, the psychology of the client is an episode in itself. So it'll be a four-part series. I promise you it'll only be four parts. But I'm keeping it really short. So let's get into this episode. This episode is about analyzing your business. Putting yourself right where your customers are. Seeing what they see, feeling what they feel, smelling what they smell. This episode is about you being the customer. And I want you to check yourself and see if you are cheating your customers out of a great experience. So let's get into the episode. Remember, what you put out, you get back. What you put out, you get right back. What you put out, you get right back. What you put out, you get right back. So are you, are you running a business or are you just doing hair? I'm here to tell you today, it is time for you to find another way. Try something different. I want you to set up your business as a business. Today, if you are a hairstylist or anyone in the business profession, I'm sorry, if you're a hairstylist or if you're anyone, if you own a business, you have a business, I want you to detox from being the CEO, the entrepreneur, the small business owner. You're no longer that. You are a client. You are a client. And I want you to hit every facet, every department of your business as if you were a client. And let's look at your client's perceived value of your company. If you have a brick and mortar, I want you, when you pull up to your job, when you pull up to your business, I want you to leave all your things. If you're normally the person that carries a bunch of bags, leave all those bags in the car if you have time. And I want you to go into your business as a client, and I want you to pay close attention to the things that makes you feel good, that taps into some of your sensories. You know, how does it smell? Is it clean? What does it look like? Is it cluttered with stuff? Are all the furniture mitchmatch? which sometimes that is cute if you're an interior decorator and you know how to pull it together. But a lot of times this stuff isn't (laughs) isn't matching at all. And these people are not interior decorators. Are your towels folded and put away? Or is it in a bag sitting on a chair? It's clean and you just pull one out of the bag as you need it. Or are they folded and neatly put away in a cabinet or do you have a towel rack for your clients or it's folded and my my towels are rolled. And I've worked with with people who are very well traveled. And a lot of my clients are very well traveled. So they can tell you about this amazing spa where the towels were rolled or the they when they walked into their room, the towels were in the shape of a dove sitting on the bed or the warm cookies that you get at the Double Tree, or the smell of chocolate, or the smell of coffee when you walked into the space, right? How pleasant it was, the smell of the products. But they won't do that for their clients. They wanna get top-notch experiences, but aren't willing to create that experience for their clients. So it's kinda hard. Like I had the fountains in the salon and I I don't have a commission-based salon. I have a booth rental salon, which means I charge you rent, you pay your rent, um, and then it's fair game. But I do have a list of rules and standards and mission for my salon. And you're either going to follow suit or I'm going to ask you to leave. And some of us are afraid to set it up that way. And once again, I said in a previous podcast, if you walk inside any mall, even these outlet malls, but mainly the traditional mall, there is a thread that runs throughout the entire mall. You know, the music has to be at a certain level your window, like you've, you've never been in a, wall, in a mall and saw like food and drink cups and just junk in the window. Everybody's window has to be a certain way. Not as far as decorating, but you can't have crap there. And that's because they signed an agreement with the mall. Not a contract, an agreement that I'm going to follow these rules. And as long as I'm following these rules, I can stay here. I could run my business here. It's the same thing you see in salon suites. Back up. No, it's not. It's the same thing you see in salon suites, like salon loft, Sola Salon. Um, I've heard things about Phoenix, but I know for sure that Sola Salon and the Salon Lofts, people don't mind paying that high price tag because there's a common thread that runs through those buildings. Professionalism, clean, bright, pretty, the whole nine. Then you get into some of these independent salons. You just get what you get. You People have like open signs from Lowe's taped to the window. Uh, Some people have, it looks like a voodoo jungle. Like it's a lot, not in my building, but you know, (laughs) I'm doing some research on salon suites. So I've just been like pulling up to some salon suites and walking around as a um, client that's looking for a stylist. But um, yeah, I am shocked by what I see. Like there's food sitting in the window. Somebody has all their tissue stacked high in the window. And other people have pictures just like Xerox copied pictures just taped to the window. It's, so then my perceived value of that place isn't very high, right? But in that same building, Somewhere along the hallways of that building, you walk into a salon suite and you're like, oh my God, this place is amazing. This place doesn't even feel like I'm in the same building. Those people know how to create an experience, how to tap into the sensories of their customers, and hopefully they do the same type of work. So I want you to be a client, I want you to be your own customer today and take a good look at your business. And if you're um, like some type of business coach or uh um, counselor or of some sort, think about how you look online. That would be your business because you don't have a brick and mortar. You're probably doing everything virtual, but look at how you're, how you look online. What are you saying? What are you doing? When you, when you're out with your friends, are you twerking? Are you showing, is it, is it just like a common thread? Like, Oh, she posted this. This is who she is. Because here's the thing, what you put out on social media is also a form of advertisement for you. So if you put a bunch of junk out like, oh, you know, when I go to your website, you're like, good afternoon, I'm Tanya Stokes and welcome to my salon. You know, I've been da 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 da, and I've done and I've done and I've done. I would love to service you, right? So if I put that as a welcome video on my website, and then when you go to my Instagram or Facebook or Twitter account and I'm like, this MF, let me tell you what, hey, whoa, hey, whoa. It's not that I don't think you should have a life or a social life outside of work. but You can make that place, you can make that page private. New Faces International and Tanya Stokes, like we're one in the same. I'm kind of the same person. I'm the same person. So my Tanya Stokes account, can it, it can be open for my clients to follow me. And a lot of my clients do follow me. I really don't have a personal page. I don't want to share that much of my life with people. Maybe Twitter or um, maybe what I do on TikTok. Almost everything that I have out there relates to business. I have my my New Faces account on Instagram, and then I have my real estate account on Instagram. And then on TikTok, I kind of have a combination of them both where I do like workout stuff and I show you some hair stuff and some real estate stuff, but I'm kind of the same person. I'm okay, you know, Putting lightly, like <laughs> like damn and hell and stuff like that. Um, if it's a song or something that I really like, I take the time to run it through my system in my um, phone, and I mute the cuss words out and still use the music. And then I upload it to the site because I like the song, I like the beat. I want you to find another way. Of doing business. And the best way to do that is to pretend you are a customer. How do your towels smell? We already know what the room looks like. We know you have those towels in that bag in that chair. <laughs> are they clean? Are they white and dingy? Are they black with a lot of bleach stains? And it's okay for you to keep those towels, but don't put them on display. You could still use them. Just don't put them on display. How are your capes? Are your capes wrinkled? Are you washing them after every client? Are you using a new cape? Are you offering your clients a beverage, even if it's just water? Because according to State Board, all we really have to offer you is water but I offer wine and I just started offering soda, which is unlike me. I normally just do water and wine. So I think some of us drink too much soda and after COVID, some of us probably drink too much wine, (laughs) but notice I'm going through all this stuff and I haven't even started talking about products. I haven't started talking about um, hair like services Because all this other stuff is a part of the business, how you show up on social media, the cleanliness of your business. How does it smell? What does it look like? Is it junky? Is it cluttered? Do you have a retail station? Do you take the time to wipe down the retail bottles? Do you take the time to wipe wipe down the bottles of your products, your back bar products? And as I mentioned earlier, I used to have a fountain. In my salon, but I could not bank on my booth renters to do something as simple as turn the fountain off and turn the fountain on. A lot of hairstylists don't understand the importance of setting up the atmosphere. You set the tone so that when you receive your customers, which means you're already there. The fountain has started. You've already either, you're either going to take the room spray and freshen up the smell of the room, wake it up a little bit. For me, I like to turn on all the dryers and the steamers. I get it going. I turn on the music. I make sure all the lights are on and I have these under, um, like these under-counter lights that I like to turn on. I set the complete atmosphere before my clients get there. And a lot of my clients don't even realize I do that. Which is, if I'm running, if I have a nine o'clock, <clears throat> excuse me, if I have a nine o'clock and I get to work right at not like 8.50 or 8.55, and hell, some days if I get there right at nine, there's a reason why I shoot upstairs. And I get into my salon with a door lock before the client comes, even if we walked in the building the same time. I have elevators in my building. So most clients will take the elevator. I take the stairs because the elevator is slow. But by the time I get up the steps, I've already put my bags down, turn the lights on, turn the dryer on, plug in the diffuser, spray the room with Lysol, turn um, (laughs) turn on the steamer. And I turn on the music. It doesn't even take a full two minutes to do that. Hell, it probably doesn't even take a minute. I'm so used to doing it. So when they walk in, I go, hey, girl, how you doing? And some clients are like, Didn't, did you just get here? Or you, when I saw you, you were just getting something out of your car. Because I've already set up the atmosphere for them. I'm not turning on lights with them. So that's important. But when you work with booth renters, you kind of get what you get. I wanted to find the water fountain that I could operate from my phone. And I was like, you know what? Just forget it. Because I'm trying hard to have certain things, not for my booth renters, but for my clients and their clients as well. I can't count the time I've gone to the salon and a booth renter is there. There's no music on. Um, like it just feels like I just came here to do this person. This is just what I do. Like it does it doesn't feel like a business is happening. It just feels like, I mean, you, you could have done that in, at home in your kitchen. Not talking about the style, because I, I work with some amazing hairstylists and I've always worked with amazing hairstylists. I try to at least always have on jeans and a sexy top And even if I'm wearing a baseball cap, I'll have, you know, my face done and earrings and a sexy top. You know what I mean? Um, And sometimes I have on sweats and I'll put on my combat boots with sweats to try and dress it up a little bit. But they're just sweats. (laughs) You know, I probably have the sneakers in the car or the sneakers in my closet. But um, because that's who we are, right? We're trendsetters. You know, it doesn't always have to be Louis, Gucci and Prada. You just have to look the part. So how are people perceiving you? Are you even worth what you're asking? Because sometimes setting all those things up where the client feels amazing and they feel special and they always feel like you're, like they're your only client. I get that a lot. I have to check clients like, I mean, you're not my only client. you know. Most of the times I just say it in my head. They're like, yeah, but please can you? I'm like, girl, you're not my only client go somewhere and sit down. And then I walk away smiling like I did my job because she feels like she's my only client or she feels special. Or when a client comes in and they're like, am I your only one? And I'm like, well, I can only do one client at a time because they're used to us overbooking and double booking. And then some clients are just here for the party. They want the party, which brings me to the psychology of clients. And this is something that I teach. Um, It's called CARE. Um, If you're interested, give me a call at 704-756-2752. Hey, listen, I'm going to stop right there because I know the psychology of the client is a big one. Like this, the psychology of a client will be an episode in itself because when you fully understand the psychology of the client's that you service on a daily basis, it will blow your mind. Not only that, it will open you up to better understand how you should relate to them and how to retail to them. Now, as I said earlier, some clients are just here for the party. Most clients have relationships with their stylist or their service provider and some customers are just here for like a one-time deal, which is cool, you know? For the people that are just there for the party, they don't really care about the atmosphere of the salon. Then you have some people that need a little bit more and they expect more. You have some clients who are like, you're charging me for the chips, you're charging me for the drink, and you're charging me all this money. Listen, I don't charge my clients for drinks and snacks. I just give it to them. I mean, it's it's just a couple of dollars. I mean, some people teach that that's an extra income, but it depends on what type of salon you have. When you charge your worth, it's okay to give snacks. Remember that when you are charging your worth, it is okay for me to give you a beverage and give you a snack. You're not gonna be here that long anyway. Give you something really quick, it makes you feel good. And your customers or your clients will start to brag about that. Yo, I went to this salon the other day. You know, they give wine, water, and snacks. There was no fee, they were just, the atmosphere was great, the place was clean, the music wasn't loud. Everybody seemed to interact and engage with one another. I'm telling you, like those little things make a difference. I want you to remember that what you put out, you're going to get back, which is how we started, right? That's how we started this segment. What you put out, you get back. What you put out, you get back. You put out a great presentation, a great experience, a memorable experience. Those are the people that you're going to get back. Because all those clients, even even the clients that say, you know they just do too much, you know, you know, the heated towels with the essential oils, like, I mean, it was nice for doing all that, you know, they may brag about that to a coworker or to a friend. And that coworker or friend will say, where's that salon? Where's that barbershop? What? Where's that nail salon? And you will start getting more people who appreciate what you're doing and they understand what you're doing. If you are a timely stylist, and I'd like to think that I'm a timely stylist. Every now and then I'm off. I'm off. But for the most part, I do the 90 minute blowout the relaxer cut and color like I keep myself on a schedule which is why I don't have a TV in my salon because I know that will slow me down a little bit of music we're good to go I want you in and out and I'm giving you my full attention I'm not on the cell phone I'm not on the computer like I'm giving you my full attention what I put out I want back I want that back from you. I don't want you in my chair on the phone. If you do it, I'm not going to, unless you're loud, unless you have them on the speaker, I won't even say anything. But if you're loud and you have them on the speaker, I am going to tap you like, yo, you're not the only one in here. And there's a certain atmosphere. There's a certain environment that I want everyone to feel. So this episode, we talked about analyzing the aesthetics of your business. I want you to do it. This is so important. I want you to walk into your business as if you are a customer. How do you feel about walking in there? I want you to walk through. I want you to go in, turn on all the stuff that you would have on TV, radio, whatever, then walk out and then come back in as a customer. How does that feel? Does that feel warm and inviting? Does that feel like I'm about to drop a drip, I'm about to drop a grip on this girl? Oh, this place is amazing. Be honest, because we all know what amazing feels like. And are you creating that amazing experience for your customers? Do you need to declutter? Do you need to restructure, reorganize your business? Be honest with yourself. I don't know this. Only you know. What experience? Are you creating for your clients on social media here's the thing people think the experience is when you are actually in the salon but you create the experience with your social media with your website with your voice message on your phone it should be the same thing like Oh, based on the way this person presents on social media and the way her website looks and the way her voicemail is, I don't expect to see a crappy salon. I don't. And they're not going to see a crappy salon. So make sure you're getting them ready. They're pumped up and anxious about seeing. And we still haven't talked about hair yet. We still haven't talked about your skills or your products yet. So what experience are you creating for your clients prior to them coming? What is is the perception? What is the perception of your business overall? What do they say when they talk about you to their family and friends? What is their perception and what is their perceived value of you and your business. Look, I know you need help. That's why you're here. And I want to help you. I've done it all. <laughs> I have. I've I've been the new stylist in a crappy salon that came to work dressed up and everybody made fun of the fact that I was overdressed. But guess what I did when I left? Took air business customers with me. All their clients that are like, man, she looks the part, she handles herself a certain way, she runs her business a certain way, and she does good hair, I'm going with her. It's all in the way you present yourself, your conversation, and you do good hair. Man, come through. So listen, everything you need is on the other side of fear. Everything you need is on the other side of fear. Everything you need is on the other side of fear. fear. What you put out, you get back. What you put out, you get back. I promise you that. That nerve that you feel in your gut, that uneasiness that you feel, that's a trick. Push past that. That thing that you've been saying you want to do, push past that and do it. Everything you want, your success, your happiness, all of that is on the other side of fear. It's on the other side of your nerves. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit more about it. Give me a call at 704-756-2752. I know you need help and I'm here to help you. 704-756-2752 or send me an email at info at Let's talk about it. You know what you need. You just have to say it. You have to say what it is you need and I can help you get there. I'm Tanya Stokes. I want to thank you so much for joining me. I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I want to thank you so much for tapping in. Please make sure you share this podcast with a friend. If you have a friend who is not just in the hair business, but in business, and you feel they, can, they could use a little help, or if you have a hairstylist and you think your hairstylist could use a little nudge, share this podcast with them. Um, and I'd also like to know what you think about it. So uh, send me a little message. Let me know what you think about it. Um, we'll be talking to you next week, talking about the psychology of a client gonna blow your mind and you could use this in every industry okay I'm Tanya Stokes I'll talk with you soon bye